Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicap the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always, and luckily we didn't have to get him up too early, but I bet he still has a rock star in his hand. How's it going, Spread? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. Up north of the border, dealing um, with a big controversy, or maybe a small controversy. I wasn't really sure. How's it going, Jorge? Oh, it's going well. It's nice to have stuff to argue about up here. I like to argue, so it gives me something to do. Plus, it's really cold outside. It's nice to just put a news channel on and relax. Well, that's good. Something surprising to hear the, a Canadian likes to argue, and then something not surprising. <laughs> it's cold in Canada. Um, we have a very special guest with us here today, joining us for his second time on the podcast, a man you can find on Twitter, at MatterTipsTennis, our good buddy Vinny. How's it going, Vinny? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me again. Um, yeah, life's good to me. <laughs> it's absolutely great to have you back. So, before we dive in a little bit to Acapulco, just to check in with you, Vinny, I, I know that you run one of the better tipping services on Twitter, and we really like your work, especially since you donate a little bit of money to charity as well. How is the year going for you and your clientele? Yeah, yeah um, it started overwhelmingly great. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a great Australian Open and finished January in like with like 35 units profit, I think. February was good as well, profitable month again. So yeah, things nice. working out for me quite well. No, but I, I heard some other guy on here had a fabulous February. <laughs> hey <laughs> man, <laughs> thanks buddy. <laughs> That's great. We're glad to hear you and your clientele are doing well and I'm sure, you know, like I said, you're taking some of that money and passing it on to uh, people who maybe need a little bit more, which is always really great. So, you know, guys, we don't always advocate for um, paying for just about every tout that's on Twitter, but we have two pretty good ones here and Vinny at Matter Tips Tennis is one of the absolute best. So, uh, before we actually dive into Acapulco, I think, uh, Jorge, you had a question for Vinny about an outright in the French Open? Yeah, and you know what? I... Uh... I'm already on it, and I know uh, we spoke, and I think he's jumped on For our listeners out there, and this is one that's absolutely nuts. I mean, whether you like the numbers and the whole break stats and the records, Tamara Zadancic, who's actually been okay on hard courts this year, better than I expected, is a 3,000 to 1. That's plus 300,000 for you Americans out there to win the French, and she's a clay court kind of player. That's mind-boggling to me, um, and I just want to see if it's as equally mind-boggling to Vinny. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, she's at the absolute bottom of all the odds with 3,001 to 1. Uh, yeah, I just uh, joined you in betting like five bucks. Uh, don't care about it, but if she wins one or two matches, you can yeah, get some nice That's profit already. It's an incredible price. So I just did quickly the uh, implied probability on that, and it's zero point zero three 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 percent. That's that's unbelievable. Now, um, now hear me out here, and where I love this play so much is there's a good chance that she could let's say she plays uh, a qualifier in the first round, uh, and then in the second round she plays you know a, a seed that's better on hard courts, or she gets a Yelena Ostapenko. Sorry, spread, but I'd, I'd love for that matchup <laughs> in current form. Like, there's a lot of women who are going to be seated that aren't great on clay. She could easily make the third round. Uh, I mean, for those who love hold break stats out there, I know our friend uh, uh, Kelly, Big Ten Watto, is, is very good with those, and he's got databases of them, and it's driven you know him to be extremely successful. Um, 
she's at 108 on clay courts over the last year uh, and almost all at tour level I, I think tennis abstract only monitors tour level so just before we get into indian wells that that's an incredible number and the fact that she's at 3001 is a crime um and unibet's going to move that soon um because and if they don't i'm just going to keep putting money on until they do so uh i suggest people get in there so that's it. That's at Unibet, right? Unfortunately, I don't think our American listeners will have access to that. But if you do have an account with Unibet, pull that up. Find Tamara Zadancic and definitely put five, ten, ten bucks on that. That's absolutely fantastic value. So thanks for pointing that out, Jorge. Anytime. Let's go Indian Wells. Real quick before we do go to Indian Wells, let's take a look back at, <coughs> excuse me, last week and talk a little bit about the maiden title for a young player that um, I'm really excited and had some fun betting on this week. Yifan Wang uh, wins Acapulco. Now, I, that's again her maiden title in the WTA. Vinny, I think you've been following her and betting on her for a little while now. I know that uh, you're pretty good at jumping on some of these young women early. Um, is, is she a name that you had been following? Um, I just wanted to give you props because uh, um, I think you started backing her on a daily basis even earlier than me. I did not have her on my big radar. Of course, I watched her and saw her grinding. Like I think I think she played Kerber last year in Indian Wells or Miami. Not sure anymore, but yeah, she's always been a nice grinder and. Got some talent for sure, and great to see her have, having some success now. It really was a great week for her, and I, I think I was on her just about every single match in some sh- shape or form. Now, Spread, did you enjoy Yafan uh, Wang's week, or are you just upset that she blew her out right? I, I was actually surprised she did so well. So, um, obviously, we expected a lot from her coming in here, and I had uh, backed her in a couple of the earlier rounds. Um, but for her to, her to win the whole title, wasn't uh, expecting that at all. But I uh, was pretty happy about uh, our performances, uh, picking the outrights in the bottom half to have them both in the semis. Um, was pretty much it, you know, that's how we were imagining this tournament, and it was nice to see that come to fruition. But, uh, yeah, really surprising how well she played, and uh, you got to give her credit, and we got to definitely keep an eye out her, for her moving forward. Even though our outright didn't win, we had Sophia Kennett, I believe it's somewhere between 16 and 18 to 1, depending on when and where you got it. And we had a great opportunity, and we tweeted out on the uh, podcast account, at NetworthPod, um, to let everybody know to hedge that. So, um, you know, good opportunity to make some profit for us and the listeners. Jorge, any thoughts to add, or just in general about Acapulco? Did anybody stand out to you last week? Yeah, first to toot our own horn, that's three weeks in a row with a finalist. Uh, the two weeks we lost, uh, both were favorites and won the first set. So you had a hedge opportunity at plus money before the match. You had a huge hedge opportunity after the first set if you were following along. And the week before, spread hit Merton. So um, first of all, good job us. Uh, secondly, I can forgive Yaffin because subscribers got on um, on the hedge for profit. And she was my fourth max bet of the season against Haddad Maya. She won that easily. We made lots of money on that. So she's forgiven for blowing the outright. Um, and I, I thought it was really funny in Acapulco to see all the uh, retirements with, uh, let's call them stomach bugs or gastrointestinal issues. I thought that was uh, an interesting thing to try and have to maneuver when you're handicapping the, the week in, uh, in Mexico. 
That was pretty fascinating. I think we did see a lot of players, um, you know, whether that be heat exhaustion, whether that be food poisoning. You know, we always hear about not drinking the water from the tap in Mexico, and it seems like a couple of players may have accidentally done that. Um, definitely an interesting week. Um, anything else from you guys on Acapulco before we dive into Indian Wells? No, I think we're good. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's dive into Indian Wells, a premier mandatory event. We love these. Um, if we take a look back at the last couple years, this was a big tournament. Um, Naomi Osaka's maiden WTA title last year over Daria Kasatkina, uh, back when Daria Kasatkina used to be good at tennis. The year before, Alina Vesnina actually beat Svetlana Kuznetsova, and the year before that, uh, Victoria Azarenka beat Serena Williams. We've got 128 spots in the field here, a little less from a player count, thanks to all the buys. Um, since it is a bigger tournament, let's take our time and go quarter by quarter. What I'm hoping to get from you guys, sort of for each quarter here, is, you know, what do you see when you look here? Any any upsets lurking? Um, who do you think is going to win the quarter? And then most importantly, do we see any value from an outright perspective? Um, let's start with you, spread. In the first quarter here, we've got a couple big names: Miss Osaka, the defending champion, Carolina Pliskova is in there. Um, so, who do you think wins this first quarter spread? And do you see any value in the outright market? Yeah, the outright value I'm looking for in the first quarter would be um, from Wozniacki. She's been kind of quiet lately due to the um, the illness she's suffering from. But if she's on form, I think she can do really well here. Uh, she's plus 2,500 to win the whole thing. So she's the one that stood out for me for in the first quarter. That's interesting. Vinny, what are you seeing here? Do you like spread pick of uh, Wozniacki or is there another name that sticks out to you? Yeah, I, w I would like it if, she, if I knew she was fit, but... I'm not too sure about that, so I crossed her out like at the very beginning when looking at the first quarter, because yeah, her odds are okay, and if she is fit, she's definitely value, but uh, I'm not too sure about it. So um, I did pick um, our winner from Dubai, Belinda Bencic. Um, uh, I should say I wanted to pick her, but uh, another tipster I really like, what Webster tips. He jumped on her like five hours ago and destroyed all the value. <laughs> she she came down from 51 all the way down to 26. Um, yeah, but I still like her to win like the first quarter because I'm not sure how Osaka performs. I think she might struggle against Collins or even Bouchard. So I also crossed out her. And from the bottom half of the uh, quarter, I like, yeah, obviously Pliskova. I like her draw. Vekic, I don't know if she's too uh, good on these slow courts. And yeah, I saw someone in here also on Sevastova. She she should like the conditions as well and should be a threat yeah to Pliskova so I li like these two women in the last 16 but yeah I'm not sure if I can suggest any of these because the vantage value is really <laughs> gone yeah, that's interesting so we've got spread looking at Wozniacki and the number I see on her is about 33 to 1 I don't have a Benjich to win the quarter price. Do you have that in front of you, Vinny? Yeah, uh, so far only Betfair uh, offers these, and I got on her at 13 to 1. Okay. 
So that's a pretty so, good number. Yeah, that's still. I always do it like um, a double up, 13, then 26, then 52. So considering she would be like even money in the semis and final, which she should be the underdog still, I think. So it's better value still than 52 uh, on an outright. That's so really I'm interesting. still glad with that pick, yeah. It's good to go through that process and try to compare the difference between the quarter price and the outright price. So how about you, Jorge? Any names stick out to you in this well, first quarter? I'm not fortunate enough to have Betfair because the buggers left us in 2016 or 2017. Not still, I'm still mad. I've got a three-year-old grudge against them. Anywho, uh, Sevastova, though, I love. Um, I want her. I'm waiting for Bet365 to post that market. I will be on it for her to win the quarter. Um, I don't. I don't know if she'll have... Uh, depending on the opponents, if she'll have the same underdog value as Benchich, I would think she would for the same kind of concept. If you want to go that way and double it up and beat the 51 uh, or 50 to one odds, uh, I'll be on her in this quarter to win uh, the quarter. I don't. I'm not huge on any complete outrights here. Uh, Vekic on slower courts last week looked all kind of messed up against Yaf and Wong. I mean, Wong didn't even look great that match. She won the tournament, but you know it was kind of a, a battle of attrition there. Um, Osaka, where we still haven't seen how she's going to fare with her new coach. Uh, we haven't, you know, we saw her really struggle last time out. The social media pressure's there. Um, I think Benchich, there's going to be an overreaction to um, not only the another tipster killing the, the value, but also the overreaction to Dubai. Um, Wozniacki with her. So I'm glad to back uh, Sevastova here. Slower courts. Uh, she's really, really stepped up the last year, year and a half. She's picked up some nice wins. Um, the varieties there. She, even her first serve, I think she's improved uh, a little bit, which is which is nice to see on hard courts. So um, I'll take Sevastova and then uh, look for my overall outrights in a different quarter. Yeah, it's a tough quarter overall. It's tough to trust Osaka with their new coach, who we don't really know too much about. You know, Benchich's price is not going to be terribly great after the week that she had before. Um, but in the bottom half, the two names that I, I kind of came to, to stare at here are Pliskova and Sevastova. Um, when I looked at the outright price for Pliskova, uh, she was at 18 to 1 and Sevastova was at 15 to 1. And I don't understand why that price is so wildly different. Um, you take a look at the draw. They both have buys in the first round. Should have no problem with their second-round opponent. Then in the third round, Pliskova gets Vekic. Sevastova gets maybe Annette Contivate, maybe Monica Puig. But, you know, pretty similarly easy draws. And then once they play head-to-head, -head, I imagine that match would be pretty fairly evenly lined. So I can't figure out why on earth that Pliskova would be 18-1 to and Sevastova would be 50-1. to um, I'm definitely grabbing some Sevastova at 50-1. to you know, like Vinny mentioned, and I think Jorge, you touched on a little bit too. She, these courts a little bit slower and, and suit her game, and you know I think she has a chance to beat Pliskova. I, I would think of that matchup, you know, pretty straight up here. Um, so I like that at fifty to one, and you know Pliskova at eighteen to one isn't a bad number, but I was hoping for something maybe in kind of the twenties. You know, again, given the fact that she has to go through Savastova and then maybe Osaka and you know whoever comes out of that second quarter. So um, it's definitely a tough first quarter, but some value here. Um, you know, Wozniacki at 33 to 1 for spread. Um, I think the rest of us are going to pass there worried about her form. And Sevastova at 50 to 1 for me. And uh, maybe that Benjic to win the quarter, Sevastova to win the quarter if you have access to that market. Um, so let's yeah, dive. I think the, the odds on Pliskova are like only 80 to, 18 to 1 because of her recent success in Indian Wells. I think she's been to the semis twice 
or even three times. Don't know really why, because <laughs> uh, of the slow chords, but it seems like she likes it over there. And also, I also checked the weather for the next 10 days and it's not too, too hot. It's like low 20s, mid 20s. So, Which is yeah. nice for us, by the way. That's to why Americans, it's cold. <laughs> well, that's that's in Celsius. You guys use that weird system where yeah, where freezing is zero and boiling is a hundred. It's too rational. Yeah, it can't I think be correct. It, it's like it's like seventy degrees or so. Let's yeah. see. Let's get the converter. You're right, yeah, sixty-eight you degrees. So that that's a lovely day. Um, you know, that's good. That's good that we can convert and help both of our listeners. But um, any other thoughts on the first quarter, guys? Or are you ready to jump good into to the go. second? All right, Jorge, then you're up first. What do you see in the second quarter? Any Anything stick out to you? Uh, no, I'm not. I, I think we talked earlier, and you like something here, so I'll wait until I'll, you get to that and probably tail you there. Not huge here. I mean, you've got a lot of big hitters um, that don't have a ton of variety in their games, and if the court slows down and they, they play the wrong kind of uh, a defensive player, who the perfect defensive player is lurking in the bottom half of this, of this uh, quarter, but... Uh, you know, Petra Kovinova, Madison Keys, uh, Yulia Gerges, Arena Sabalenka, that's four players right there that I find big hitters, usually suited for hard courts, but I'd like to see more variety to their game if they're going to win on a slower court. And uh, I, I just don't see that with those four. So I'm probably not going to touch too much in this quarter. Um, I'm liking some spots in other places that I'll, that I'll uh, pick to, to throw, uh, throw some cash at, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't take anything in that, especially the top half of, or that, that eighth where those hitters are all located. Yeah, I'll jump in. And um, the name I really like here is Angelique Kerber down at the bottom. And like you were hinting at, the slower court set up perfectly for her game. Um, I think that she's had some time off and should come in here fresh. You take a look at her draw. She's got a bye, then probably Tamea Babos, then probably Carla Suarez Navarro. Not too worried about either one of them. You know, in her next match, she faces either Arena, the Amazonian <laughs> warrior, Sabalenka, or Lesia Sarenko. Um, both very talented players. I think everyone at this point knows how much I love Miss Sabalenka, but I think Kerber has a chance to really do something great here. You know, like you were saying, the top part of this quarter is just a murderer's row. You know, it's Petra Kvitova is having a great year, and when you look at this, I'm sure that's the first name that sticks out, but even with a bye, she's got Venus Williams probably in the second round, then Pavel Yuchenkova, then either Keys or maybe Julia Gorgeous. Um, just an absolute murderer's row, but Kerber at 16-1, to 1, I think, has a chance to sneak through here, um, pretty easily win this quarter, and then is looking at somebody in that top half, maybe it's Osaka, maybe it's Pliskova, uh, you know, who I think, again, is very beatable for her in these situations. Um, what do you think, Vinny? Um, you like Kerber or anybody else here? Yeah, I like Kerber, yeah, <laughs> but not not in the U.S. this year. But I'm glad you like her. As, as <laughs> the German can't stick out <laughs> Kerber, then yeah, I'm not too convinced about her form. Um, losing to Jay, who is in the form of her life at 33, <laughs> but yeah. She, even if she wins, she wins like a third set tiebreak against Stritsova. Against Jakubovic, it was also kind of a mess. Lost 0-2 to Collins. Also lost 0-2 against mm -hmm. Kasatkina last year. So she needs a good start to the tournament and in every match, which I, I'm not sure if she plays, I think, Putin Seva 
I think she beats Barbosch, then Suarez Navarro, two players you don't want to face in the first rounds. And yeah, then has to beat these big hitters like Sabalenka and Kvitova. It's a tough draw for me. I'm not too convinced in her right now. So the one I <laughs> bet this time, I bet her a bit too often, I think. But I picked Sabalenka to win the quarter. As Can't possibly bet her too much. <laughs> yeah, as uh, Kvitova's uh, draw is horrible. Venus, Pavlyuchenkova, Keys or Gorgas, then Sabalenka or Kerba. Do you, have, do you have Sabalenka to win the whole tournament, or are you grabbing her just to win the quarter here again? Just to win the quarter. Just so, to win the quarter. Yeah. That's just too many names to be convinced in any of them. Yeah, it's, it, it is a tough quarter for sure, but I think you're right. It sets up nicely for her, and if she comes out and is hitting her spots, she's just as good as anybody. How about you, Spread? Anybody stick out to you here in the second quarter? Uh, am I crazy for seeing Pavs at plus 10,000? And being nope. intrigued by that. I did look at her as well. I don't what? think you are crazy. So walk us through it then, Spread. How does it happen? I mean, uh, so she plays uh, Sakari in the first round, assuming that Sakari gets by the qualifier. And uh, Sakari hasn't been playing her best. Um, maybe a little bit of a, a surface advantage there against the winner of uh, Kvitova-Williams, which uh, I favor Kvitova in that one. But I think that this could be a... Uh, this would be obviously the upset that you're gunning for all the, um, you know, after that you can mm -hmm. just hedge the whole way home. So, you know, she's probably playing Keys or Gorgas there. Maybe the slower surface helps her there. And then, um, you know, it's off to either Sabs, Kerber, or CSN. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised in, in current form if CSN were able to upset Kerber there either. So, um, I don't know, just the number was so eye-popping for a player in, in pretty good form. Uh, can, can, that was the one that stood out to me. You guys are really making me feel bad about Kerber. Can I just jump in ahead. and say, if you have her at, did you say plus, what is it, 100,000 plus 10,000? That's 100 to 1, right? Plus 10,000. I, I love my decimals yeah. so freaking much that like yeah. the other two, I just I can't get my head around. Um, the two books that I, okay, first of all, Pinnacle, as great as they are for, for regular bets, not great on the outright selection. They only have, like, 25 players up uh, Pavs is not there Unibet has her at 66 to 1 and Bet365 has her at 80 to 1 so if you can find a 100 to 1 number I mean just on just there you're finding huge huge value um, and then you if you can justify you know a, a few matches uh, like spread just did then I mean you almost have to take that uh, because the numbers are that might not be there long there's there's not many other uh, books that'll have that so that that's a great number too yeah i like that um you know when i look at it you're i think you're right spread the toughest match for her is going to be kvitov and if she can somehow get through that um she's put in pretty good shape here so i kind of like that I, I unfortunately the 100 to 1 looks like it's gone for me i'm actually seeing 80 to 1 but not a bad number at all all right, guys, I think that about wraps up the second quarter. I know that'll be pretty tough. On to the third quarter with uh, Mother of the Year candidate Serena Williams, um, probably the prohibitive favorite, actually, to win the tournament at 5-1. to one, And I imagine, um, don't know what her odds are to win the quarter. I bet they're pretty good. But, uh, Vinny, what do you think here in the third quarter? Are you, are you bet, putting some money on Serena or anybody else? 
Uh, no, not on Serena. Well, <laughs> I, I could easily see her prevail, but the number is just not good enough for me with all the other girls in there. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy quarter. Um, I also would really have loved to um, bet Burton's, but being in the same section as Serena also scared me off of her. And also the third round against Shay, probably. That's a tough road for her. So I went for the bottom half of this quarter and there are some interesting names. Um, like Sloane, if, she, if she's on top of her game. But yeah, I didn't see that so far this year. Um, but yeah, if she finds form, she's my pick in there. But uh, some other names in the 100 range, like it's plus 10,000, I think, for you. Yep. It's Kiang Wang or Anisimova. They are all at plus 10,000. Plus 10,000. And these are big, big numbers because I could easily see one of these uh, place arena in the in the quarters That's so <laughs> still not sure what to do there um, a little question do, do you guys know who's Stevens's coach uh, as of now it's a great question I have no idea spread you're kind of on top of those things any idea I know that the, the Jamaican one who was in her coaching staff with Kamau he was he was on her bench a few times, but I'm not sure if she hired another one now. I just did a cursory Google search. It doesn't look like she's hired anybody. No, yeah, I haven't yet. heard anything. Uh, okay, that's usually that's a spread. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, a spread kind of uh, thing. But um, I like where Vinny went with that. Um, that that bottom half looks open. Sybil uh, Kova, not exactly in form for a while now. Um, that bottom half also has some interesting non-seeds there. Uh, I think Anisimova is one to watch. She didn't have a long week last week. She, of course, she retired seven games in to her first match. Uh, and I remember she, she was barely able to move. Uh, I think she was one with food poisoning there and still managed to hold all four of her, of her service games. So um, she should get by Krunich. Uh, and then the winner of the Meritons Anisimova match, I think I like to actually win that quarter. Um, that probably is the match of the that little eighth um, for me because you know Stevens we don't she's 50-50 she could win the whole thing she could be out in her second match uh, Kyung Wong looked horrible last week losing to Victoria Goljevic she hasn't looked great at all this year in general um, and then you know Elise Mertens is in good form and Elise Mertens to win the whole thing is I thought we'd see her around 15 or 16 to 1 considering the success she's had she's got you know some decent hitting power but she's also much better off um, like if you take two hitters and she can, she's underrated as a, as, as a, with a pace on her ground strokes, in my opinion anyway. Um, but she definitely hits softer than most of the big hitters on tour. So the slower courts, she's probably the perfect person for these courts at Indian Wells. Uh, she can hit through and will, can use the, the speed of the hard courts, but also not, you know, be hampered by courts that are too fast for other hitters will blow her, blow her away. Um, so if you can find her. Uh, around you know the the 29 to one I think Pinnacle has her at, 
that that's not a terrible number um, for Mertens. Forty to one at bet three six five, but yeah, she got to get through any some over. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I also looked at Mertens, obviously, but uh, uh, for me, it's of course she's she's had su some success, but that number is still too low for me to get past. Anisimova, Wang, Stevens, probably. If she, the thing is, if she plays Stevens, then then Stevens yeah. is kind that, of. That's what changes everything, right? Because Kyung Wong, I think Wong and Stevens. Yeah, it depends sure. on how you see those matches. For me, those worry me a lot less right now. So forty to one looks good. But if you do see them as obstacles, you're right. You need a higher number for sure. I guess it all depends on how you're going to assess those uh, those potential matchups. Yeah, I mean, it, um, I think it's. It's a bit low because all that just gives you the the opportunity to play Serena probably, and then she would still be like at four to one or so. So, but yeah, I do like her as well. What do you think, Spread? Hop in. Spreads. Oh, I think Spread's still on mute, yeah. unfortunately, but he doesn't know he is. So you guys, unfortunately, <laughs> listen to what I'm sure is some really great content here. Um, <laughs> All right, I muted myself. What I was going to say is I really think this is Serena's uh, time to uh, – this might be her first title since returning. Um, I think that I like the way the draw sets up well for her. And, um, at plus 550, though, I don't really know. I don't think that I'm going to get involved there. The number that jumped out to me was uh, – I'm using five dimes numbers, by the way, too. Uh, the plus 2,500 for Stevens, and the reason I like that is if she is, and I also looked, I cannot find an official coaching announcement, um, but if she is informed, she can be uh, one of the top players, and I think you're getting a great number um, for the potential of her being in form here. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. I'm trying to. Th I was thinking about this. The plus five fifty. It's obviously a much better number. I think for the Australian Open, she got down to maybe three or four to one. Um, it's just it's it's tough to know what what's going to happen. I mean, the last time we got to see her play, she obviously hurt her ankle and then uh, collapsed pretty dramatically against Karolina Pliskova. You know, serving up five two in the third set. Um, so wonder if that ankle's healthy. Wonder how she's moving. Um, you know, not to. Be, body shame anyone but she looked like she was carrying a little extra weight in the Australian Open too so it, it's going to be tough this is a longer tournament and it's going to be a, a, a long run for her I wonder if she's in good enough shape and form um, curious it's a uh, to be fair speaking well of the ankle she she seemed pretty good in her uh, kind of publicized hitting session with Venus yesterday so um, I can understand overall conditioning being a concern but I, I wouldn't be worried about the ankle yeah I also think she's doing quite well but to me, the number is just way too low considering her draw. She she has to play like Azarenka, Muguruza, Burtons, Stevens, uh, Halep, and who else? Uh, Sabalenka, Plushkova. I think <laughs> the thing with uh, Serena, you, you can't open, uh, do an open parlay and get a higher number as she's always like one one well minus whatever but i think this time it could be more profitable than the six to one outright that's an interesting idea i always kind of like doing that or you you could just take her and do kind of a money line rollover um start with a number and just keep betting her all the way through um 
you know, Jorge and I did some quick math on that one time. It actually looked like the rolling money line bet was a little better than doing the open parlay. Um, whenever you obviously exactly. have the safety of being able to stop whenever you'd like. But, yeah, I don't, I don't mind that at all, um, doing something like that. Um, interesting to hear you guys jump on this lone Stevens bandwagon. I think that there is some value there, but nope. I'm sick of trying to figure out when she's going to play hard and when she's not. Um, you know, with her and, and, and Garbina Muguruza in the same quarter here, you have no idea what's going to happen um, and what their motivation level is going to be like. But, you know, it, it does seem like it's Serena's quarter, but I, I did like the idea of maybe a Mertens or an yeah. Anna Samova bet. Um, so let's move on to the fourth and final quarter where I know there's a name that sticks out to Jorge, but maybe it doesn't quite have the value he would hope. Uh, what do you think about the fourth is, quarter, Jorge? I think the quarter where you, if you're looking for something, um, I think you kind of want to target it here. Look at the names. I mean, Mihaela Buzarnescu, uh, not a great hardcore player, although the slow conditions might help. Um, she's not in form. Caroline Garcia has had a terrible year. Barty, uh, I don't I don't think she's played in, in, in some time. And, uh, you know, her ground strokes. Yeah, but she that's it. Fed that's the Open. Fed Cup, I think. So, Garcia's. you know, it's uh, yeah. plus the fact that she's really a big serve and that her backhand isn't there. It's non-existent. She doesn't have enough dynamic tools in her game to play on the slow courts for me. Uh, Kasatkina's completely out of form, although she has history here and a lot of points to defend. Ostapenko, not even going to get into her. Skipping over her completely. Uh, Sasnovich uh, is interesting, but I think this is where you want to look at the real, real long shots. I love Alina Svitolina. Not completely sold at the Premier Mandatory level on her yet um, at Indian Wells. And if anything, there might be value Somehow, in an eight to one on Halop, I believe I think she cruises to the semis. Um, and then you know, if she plays Serena, she's there's going to be room to hedge there on a slower court where they played three sets at the Aussie. It's going to be a closer line than people think. Um, I think that there might be room for that on Halop, or look at someone like uh, uh Victoria Kuzmova. If she gets by Shui Zhang, she gets an erratic Ostapenko. And then an out-of-form, potentially Kasatkina, where she can dictate points. And then, you know, you have to find a way around Halep. But outside of that, uh, she could be an interesting long shot. And this is where you, this is the quarter where if you want the long shot, this is the one you have to take it in. Because it is open. Even Yastremska, I really like. If she can take out her uh, her senior compatriot, Nalina Svitolina. She's 66-1 to there um, at uh, bet 365. And I think that uh, that really intrigues me. Um, as well, but those Kuzmova uh, is 150 to one, and I think I'll have a, a small wager on her. Uh, that is, to me, um, where you want your long shot to be. What do you think, Spread? What do you like in the fourth quarter? Uh, I think Jorge made a very good case for Halep here. Uh, it's another case where you're getting another really talented player in a uh, unsure coaching situation, but. Um, as she showed, she's kind of rounded into form pretty well here. And uh, of all the top players, I think she has a very favorable draw. Yeah, I just looked at Halep for a while. To be honest, I'm a little concerned about her back. I think that um, last week we watched that match with Benchich. Uh, she looked really strong in, in the first set and about halfway through the second set. And then all of a sudden it seemed like something changed. She had trouble getting enough lift on her serve to get over the net. She wasn't moving terribly well. Um, but what do you think, Vinny? Are you jumping on the Halep bandwagon with Jorge and Spread? Yeah, I already did. I have a bet on her outright. I think just because 
Yeah, I know she she she's got um, she had unfortunate draws in the past, so it's good on her, and I really can't see anyone beat her in that bottom half. And for the top half, I went uh, opposite of Jorge. I think Bardi also has a such an e a, not easy but such a good draw. Rabarikova, Maria, out of form, sh but should beat her, them anyway. Then Gar I don't I don't know if Garcia <laughs> even gets to the third round. I think Jennifer Brady is. And she's beaten her twice form, this year, so twice this year already. Some test. She is driving Caroling Caroling Garcia nuts yeah. in 2019. <laughs> Can't wait for that. That was actually one of the things I wanted to uh, you know, throw a little <laughs> dap at the tournament directors for giving us a chance at uh, Caro, Caro Brady Part 3. And um, the the first round, uh, just four days after playing each other in the aforementioned Acapulco final, we have Yafin Wang playing Sophia Cannon again. That's going to be an, a fantastic match. Yeah, um, but sorry to cut you off there, Vinny. Anything else to add? It sounded like you were jumping on Barty. Yeah, and I think Hallop. I'm jumping on Barty as well because, yeah, I see her... Um, getting out of that eighth and yeah from the top top eighth Switalina Yastremska should be a nice match hope that happens uh, also agree on Jorge if you like Yastremska uh, that's also a legit bet to me it's just compared to the 30 I got on Bardi 66 was like not enough to me because just because she had to beat just to play a first round uh, first and then having Svitolina in the in her way yeah just just took Bardi and she should uh, take on the winner of the Ukra Ukrainian fight. <laughs> Yeah, the only name that I'll add to the list, we got a bunch of names down here. I think Jorge, you hit the uh, the nail on the head when you were saying this is the quarter where we can see some people mm. sneak through. Is uh, Marketa Vondrusova, who we bet on a little bit this year already. She's at eighty to one. She's got a very easy match here in the first round. I don't think she'll have any trouble at all getting past Laura Siegmund. Uh, then plays the ghost of Daria Kasatkina. I expect her to move on without too much trouble there. Then probably Kuzmova, maybe Ostapenko. Um, you know, I, I think she's got a pretty easy walk there to see in Halep and. You know, maybe Halep's fit, maybe she's not. Either way, you know, you've got a lot of value to hedge against there. So, um, unless you guys have any other thoughts here in the fourth quarter, I'm just going to quickly go through yeah, all the Yeah, I have to stand up uh, here for the German. Oh, <laughs> like, yep. Very easy against Siegmund. Yeah, she's kind of out of form, but uh, she had a great match against Azarenka this year already. And uh, mm -hmm. she can be a tricky player on such uh, slow courts. Uh, hits f f quite a few drop shots and. If Vondrushova doesn't have her best day, she might even struggle to with Siegmund. And Vondrushova is also one, and you know, you know, she's one of my favorites, uh, uh, noobs. I, I love betting her, in, uh, or, you know, tipping her in regular matches, outrights. I think she's extremely talented, and her down year in 2017 has kind of given us some value um, at indoor tournaments. That was one of our finalists. But yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not keen on her in slower conditions like this. I'm also not keen on her having to win seven matches, even if it's over two weeks. Uh, she's shown in the past that sometimes she can slow down after two or three, and that's been the main concern when when taking it outright. And I think that can be a concern here. 
Um, and she doesn't like to run too much uh, in her points. She keels over a lot even if she's not tired. She just likes short points and she's not going to get that with Siegmund. So uh, I'd be a little careful there. Um, but if I also wanted to add one more thought. Um, we know that the the strategy we've had a lot the last couple of weeks has been to find the weak quarter and target it with two players who can meet in a certain round if you can get them there. And I think um, you alluded to I think if we can get Halep versus uh, Kuzmova somewhere along the line, um, that could really, really uh, be a nice situation because I think Halep Cruz is an 8-1. to one. Uh, It's worth it. And Kuzmova, I think, can, can easily get to Halep, um, which is, I think, the fourth round uh, right before the quarters. So yep. And then that's don't need to hedge there. Uh, if Kuzmova wins, you've got a 150-1 to one into the quarters with a ton of hedging room. And if Halep beats her as expected, you're not going to be able to, to, to hedge there. Halep's going to be a huge favorite anyway. Halep gets through. You still got your 8-1 into, into, into the quarterfinals, playing a much weaker player for the top half. Um, other than Svitolina, I can't see anyone that would even remotely come close to Halep. So uh, that's probably my strategy here. Take uh, the Sevastova to win the first quarter and then take these two to win outright and hope they both get to the fourth round. All right. Well, I'm just going to go through quickly and try to touch on all the names we've talked about so far. You know, in the first quarter, we had Belinda Bencic to win that quarter, um, Caroline Wozniacki to win uh, outright, Sevastova to win outright. Um, didn't mind a Carolina Pliskova bet. Looking at the second quarter, uh, we had Pavla Yuchenkova. Um, I don't think anybody picked Kvitova. Sabalenka to win the quarter and Kerber to win outright. In the third quarter, um, Spread like Serena Williams at five and a half, one to win it all. Um, Elise Mertens at a good number, and possibly Sloane Stevens if you think she's going to come out motivated. And then finally in the fourth quarter, all the names that, that we just talked about, Yastremska, um, Ashley Barty, maybe even a little Svid- Alina Svitolina, but um, we really don't think love that number. Von Drusova, Kuzmova, um, as well as Simona Halep. So a lot of outrights there for you to choose from. Um, pretty interesting. Welcome to the WTA, yes. boys. That's right. Funny, funny thing is, neither of us uh, favors Osaka or Kvitova, mm. two best players so far. It's all about value, guys. Mm-hmm. It's all about the value. And shop around, because we talked about that. Uh, we say it every week, but we'll keep saying it every week. Most yep. important thing. Most important thing. Check every book that you have it out at and try to figure out you know, what the best prices are, because um, there are some wild, wild differences as they go through. Um, all right, I think with a little bit of time that we have left here, let's dive into some first-round matchups. I'm just kind of flipping through. I've got five dimes open in front of me here. Um, I've got odds portal going on, so we're we're set. Yeah, I'm just flipping through. There's nothing that sticks out too, too much to me at first. The match that I was hovering over for just a little bit, uh, Ekaterina Exalen... Uh, Wow, that was, wow, let's try that again. Ekaterina Alexandrova is playing Rebecca Peterson in the first round. Alexandrova, a pretty solid favorite at minus 170, but I don't know, that actually might be a little cheap. Let me convert that 170 to decimal odds for uh, our friends Jorge and Vinny here. Um, but minus 170 correlates to um, uh, 1.58, so just shy of 1.6 on uh, Alexandrova there. I thought that would actually be a little... Uh, more expensive. I don't know. Do you guys see any value in that line? Mm. Not really. I'm not. I'm not huge on that line there. Uh, yeah, I do think there's value. Uh, Peterson was doing quite well in 
the US Open, I think, last year, uh, beating Pavlyuchenkova or some Russian fellow. Um, thing is, she retired as well last week. Mm -hmm. uh, don't know what to do about that. But on a slow outdoor hardcore, I uh, don't like Alexandrova at all. So I think Peterson should be value, yeah. Especially stylistically, I mean, if she was playing another kind of erratic, want to keep the point short kind of player, you could justify it, uh, just with her ceiling being so high. But playing against Peterson, who, you know, is is more of that hybrid player, uh, I wouldn't say she's a complete pusher, uh, but she does defend well. She can extend rallies. And um, I believe last year she, she went to the Acapulco semis against Vogela. So, you know, she's got a little bit of... And the, experience on this on the slower courts um you know trying to frustrate people and beat them that way uh, and she can do that so um and alexandrova can also either bagel people or be you know bagged or breadsticked in a set too so i mean even even uh, the handicaps or spreads are a little bit risky with her i think that's a that's a stay away for me Hmm. Do do you like her alexandrova on on a slow hard court to me she's she's the uh, prototype of a of an indoor yeah. kind of player. Yeah, her and like uh, Alison van Utmank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a tough sur surface for her. I just I don't think much, frankly, of Peterson. So it was more of kind of going against her. But um, you know, it sounds like you think there's actually a little value on Peterson. So I'll probably stay away. Um, let's see. The next match I actually was looking at here: Venus Williams minus one ninety or one point five three against Andrea Pekovic, who's plus one sixty five at a. Uh, or 2.65 um, spread. You, do you like either side there? Uh, I think that's lined about right. Um, Venus does pretty well here, but you can see I think the age is starting to creep up with her. Um, so I'm not too excited to back her as a favorite. Um, but, yeah, I, I would stay away from this match. It's actually it's interesting. I'm going to pull up Venus Williams' record. As, as some of you guys might remember, uh, Venus and Serena actually boycotted this tournament for <laughs> quite a long time um, and just recently started playing again um, but while I look up her performances in Indian Wells Vinny or Jorge any opinions on that line yeah I, th I think um, it, I would lean towards liking Williams here I'm just Pekovic is such a, a strange creature to me um, phenomenal social media presence I'll give her that uh, but uh, on the court just so so inconsistent and I mean more than your standard WTA player uh, frustratingly tough to read um, and so it, it kind of makes you want to stay away but Venus Williams on American soil on a hard court both the sisters can serve through the, the the slow pace of the court so I'm not concerned about the speed of the court here plus Pekovic isn't exactly a, a grinder or someone who's gonna use slow courts or utilize them to her advantage so I'd probably lean Venus here even on a spread um, it could end up seven six seven five, but if you can find like a three that's not too juicy, I doubt you will. But if you could, that's an absolutely fine play to me. Uh, I just think there's a few other plays I like more in the first round. Plus, we're gonna get the men's draw tonight, um, and I, I bet both the men's and the women's. So I think I've got enough plays right now. I'm not gonna try and force anything, but um, but but I think there could be some value there on on the Williams spread if you can get the right number. If you're gonna have to go to four. Uh, and pay a juiced four, I don't think that's worth it at all. Totally agree I with that. I just checked, noops, uh, I just checked the Venus uh, performances in Indian Wells as well, and yeah. once you find out uh, 
who she loses to, you might have a good outright. Because <laughs> she lost uh, to Kazatkina last year and to Vesnina two years ago, and both uh, went on to win <laughs> the tournament, I think. Wow. <laughs> Kasekina went wild. to the yeah, I was looking final. At yeah, she lost to Osaka. She yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Still hedgeable. Very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still value there. Yeah, Will, Venus made the quarterfinals in 2017 and the semifinals last year, so she's definitely had some success here. Um, the next match, I think this is going to be a lot of fun, and I've got a bet here, I think, but I'll, I'll let you guys go first and see if you're on the same side or uh, you're going to talk me out of this. Alia Tomljanovic is playing Alize Cornette, and it's lined pretty evenly. Tomljanovic is a, a slight favorite at minus 115 here. Um, again, let me just convert that for our, our good buddies who love the decimals. Um, you know, 1.87 for Tomljanovic. Cornette at minus 105, which I think is 1.95. Why don't I see that match? Um, oh, there it is. Tomljanovic. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so what do you think, Jorge? I think, I, you know what, I'm. there are three or four, with so many matches going on, you would think you could find ten nice bets. The bookmakers did a pretty good job. They screwed up a couple, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to them. Um, you know, this is a big event. It's only it's two weeks. We're not going to have a midweek episode. People can, can sit for an hour and ten minutes and listen, because they have next week off not having to listen. So we can go a little longer. This is one I actually think the line is perfect on. As much as I'd love to take Tomjanovic on this with that line of one, you know, 185, 190 region, goodness gracious, you take the courts, and this is a dead heat to me when you factor in conditions. I mean, Cornet can frustrate the hell out of her. I actually lean, as much as I love and have a bias towards Tomjanovic, I lean Cornet with the value. That's interesting, because I think I'm going to be all over Tomjanovic. I think she's just the better player, and I'm surprised this is lined so close. Spread, do you have any idea why the line is the way it is? Well, uh, Jorge hit it right on the head. That I think the conditions favor Cornet, um, but I'm with you. I like Tom Janovich in this one. Um, I just think her current form is much better, but um, not definitely not rushing out to put like multiple units on Tom Janovich. I think if you do play it, uh, play it nice and easy. What do you think, Vinny? Yeah, I pretty much join you in on this one. Uh, it's always tough to face Cornet. And if she does something like Yastremska did to Tomjanovic in mm. the final in mm -hmm. Asia, then that might be a factor as well. So that that's a complete no, yeah. no bet for me. All right, looking at the next match, it's also pretty closely lined. We do have a lot of big favorites here. That's why I'm skipping over so much. Uh, Yulia Putinseva is mm. playing Tamea Babos. I think, Vinny, you were talking about that when we went quarter by quarter. Do you have a lean there? Oh, yeah, I do lean put in server, but not uh, won't bet it at that number. I think that's... Yeah, that's minus 140, I, I'm can, seeing. Can I, can I jump in just quickly there? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I totally lean put in server. My only concern is her last tournament, she did retire. Um, but I do love her. And I think, would you not agree that if she wins this match, she covers the spread anyway? It's a pretty low spread. Um, so... You know, there may not be value in the money line, but I can't see her winning 7-6, 6-7, against Babosh. If it's that close and it goes to tiebreakers, you're favoring Babosh. Like, if she wins, it's got to be a 6-3, 6-2, or 6-3, 6-4 type match. So you can actually extract the value by just playing the spread. No? I've got minus 2.5 games at minus 110. I love that number. That's an interesting way to go about it. I, th I think you might be right about that. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, if you're gonna play it, go ahead and play the spread there. I don't. Uh, I agree with you there. I haven't watched much of Putin Saver yet this year, 
and I know that we missed on Babos a couple of times, so I'll probably stay away from that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I, I don't think that I'm totally in love with, with anything that's happening there. Um, so to continue kind of flipping down the list here, um, Petra Martic, big favorite over Lynette. I think that's no surprise to anybody. Joe Conta, big favorite over Parmentier. Um, Schmedlova playing Lauren Davis. Schmedlova plus 110 or 2.1. And then Lauren Davis minus 130, which I think comes out to right around 1.8, maybe 1.77. Um, anybody got an opinion on that match? Nope. Yeah, stay away. They've lined <laughs> yeah, a lot of these matches that. really well. Sneaky bookmakers. You get these big events. It's also why some people struggle at slams. You know, the biggest events are going to have the tightest most efficient lines you've got to go to those 125k events or those international events where you could really find some good stuff so i'm just honestly at this point almost just about done let's see we got we got the finals rematch here yoff and wang and playing sophia cannon cannon a pretty decent favorite here at minus 160 or 1.63 uh wang just 1.4 or two or plus 140 or 2.4 if you will um Anybody thinking about backing the dog, or uh, are we going to go Cannon here on the uh, back-to-back? She's a bigger favorite than uh, in the final, isn't she? Yeah, I think, I think the numbers, you're right. I, I think that 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 was surprising to me. They're they're big on the it revenge was. spot, I guess. Plus, she she did have that final kind of. She really tightened up a lot. Like, uh, if you watch that final, she was not just missing balls, but she was hitting them into the like halfway up the net. We're not talking hitting net cords and stuff. She really tightened up when she was up a set and a break. Um, so I, I think they, they kind of see it as she's still a better player and she's gotten it out of her system. So she, she I think she should be favored. I can kind of see the angle they went with there. Yeah, but you, usually the books <laughs> like yeah, have to agree with you. Usually the books go only by result and then they say <laughs> like, Oh, Wang won that big final, so she has to be closer, closer to even this. Even you would have hoped so, right? I mean, I would have hit Cannon. Yeah, I, I hope so. I would have hit Cannon <laughs> if. Uh... Yeah, me too. But but how the lines are right now, there's just nothing you can yeah. do with it. I think. There, there is one though, Noops. If if uh, before, Go ahead, there is in. one match, and I think this is a, a wonderful spot here. Um, is Sai Sai Zhang. I don't know if she's still an underdog. I, I think there's some CLV um, since I jumped on it. Um, I, I do like Sai Sai Zhang against Kristina Mladenovic uh, for for one reason. I think there's some recency bias kind of skewing this line to be a pick'em. I'm absolutely not keen on uh, backing Mladenovic. She's two and five this year. Both those wins came in the same event. Uh, they were both in Dubai. One to uh, Al Nabhani, who, as uh, Noops knows, is one of our favorite candidates to fade in those events on like minus eight and a half game spreads because she can't cover them. Jesus. And then she beat no, she, she beat Naomi Osaka in that horrible Osaka match. First match is number one and without uh, Sasha Bajin. So uh, then she lost to Suarez Navarro and lost to Bashinsky. How on earth she's a favorite here? I don't understand. Um, Sai Sai is not in great form, but she was really competitive with Andreescu. There was a few chair calls that really pissed her off that caused her to kind of tank that second set 6-1. But she beat Babo, she beat Zaraswa, uh, she's beaten Tomjanovic this year. I, I don't know how she's an underdog here, and I think that is a, an absolute value play, especially considering how Mladenovic has been for an extended period of time now. Love Sai Sai Zhang in that match. How do you feel about that spread? 
Yeah, I'm not going to bet it, but I agree with you. Um, I see the value there on Zang. I think it's Zang or no play. Anything to add, Vinny? <sighs> yeah, it's just uh, uh, I'm not sure what to do with Kiki. So even if uh, Zhang would have been 2.1 or so, would have probably stayed away. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm with Jorge. I'm, I'm jumping on board. Um, the one match that I did have left to talk about here, Victoria Kuzmova, um, a slight underdog to, um, you know, I lost the, na- the name. Uh, who's uh, to uh, Shui Zhang? Um, Kuzmova plus 120 or 2.2, uh, Zhang at, at minus 140, um, which is just about uh, 1.7. Uh, what do you think, Vinny? Is there any value in maybe Kuzmova there as a dog? Yeah, I do think so. Um, I was I was always um, a bit concerned about her on slower courts, but yeah, someone named Jonjo convinced <laughs> me earlier, and yeah, seeing her on on some slower courts, she really improved a lot, and. I, I do think she should be even money, if not a favor to Zhang, in in the in the form Zhang is in. So, and if if you're listening, John Joe, um, you know we miss you. You can come back anytime you'd like. I know that you haven't been following ladies tennis too much, but I'm sure we can get you up to speed pretty quick. And we hope John Joe's doing well wherever he is. So, um, Jorge or spread? Do you like Kuzmova I, I, too? Yeah, I'm I just like gonna chill with here. the uh, the potential outright there. Um, there's no way a rolling parlay is going to get to 150 to one. Um, and it's not meant to, for her to win the whole thing. It's kind of meant for her to get to like the quarter. So I'm just going to, I'm going to take the 150 to one on a small stake. Uh, I hope she gets by Zhang. If she does, then I can extract the value later and, and have more room to hedge. Uh, probably presents more value for me than, than betting the first round match money line. So I'm going to, I, I'm just going to stick, uh, stay away, but I do agree there's value there. Um, I'm just, I just don't want to double down on that. So that was it for me in terms of matches. When I looked through, everybody else was a pretty sizable favorite. Um, the numbers look just about right to me. I know you guys have been flipping through in the background. Um, were there any other matches that stuck out to any of you guys? No, I think these bigger tournaments don't offer as much value in the opening rounds as, say, the last couple of weeks did. Vinny, any, any other matches stick out to you? Anything you want to touch on here before we give, we give it a wrap? Yeah, when when I looked at the numbers, I I thought Rybarikova could beat Maria, but then yeah. I looked at her stats and, and oh. when when did she win? Her oh, last why match? are you doing this? It's I still want to hit that though because, and I, and I get why he says that because if you think about this from a matchup perspective, I was sitting, I was drinking coffee this morning, thinking the same thing. The plus money's there because of her form. She's a good junk baller. She's got variety, and Maria has nothing but her serve. And the serve is going to take a kind of a, a reduced effect on the slow courts. And if she has a bad first serve day, holy cow, does she have nothing else that she can win with? So it, it, it's so tempting, but Rybarakova hasn't won a match in like 10 months. It's so hard. Since August. Yeah, like eight months. Yeah, it's so hard to... Since, since New Haven. Oh, it's so August. hard to hit that, that line. It's just... But you know what? It's, it, it's something that I totally, totally... Um, agree with Vinny on matchup wise it just seems like conditions and matchup it's such a nice spot but I don't think you can justify it I'm going to talk myself into it I mean come on guys you flip a coin a hundred times it's got to come up tails <laughs> once 
value. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, plus right, plus right, plus one fifty against Maria. I, I don't have too many nice things to no, say exactly. about her, so I, I'm gonna sit and look at that and think long and hard about it. I mean, she's got to win a match eventually, doesn't she? Spread. Yeah, but uh, I'm not. I'll wait till she wins before I bet on her. The All thing right. is, uh, she doesn't even. Uh, she doesn't only not win. She she doesn't. She doesn't really play. She only had one match against uh, in the Australian Open this year. Well, she, so maybe we have to check on her. What's 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 wrong with her? I thought she played her. two this year. No, did she play? Yeah, Brisbane, Brisbane yeah. as well. Yeah, that was that was that was on. Yeah, New Brisbane in the Australian. <laughs> Lost to Vekic and lost six to one six two six three six two. She hasn't won more than three games in, uh, yeah. in a match. Mind you, those are faster courts against two bigger hitters. But I mean, either way, that's not you can't justify it there. No, she's it's... won eight games <laughs> this season. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's that's bad. All right, uh, Jorge. Any other matches from you that you'd like to talk about here before um, we wrap I, things up? I don't usually. I'll, I love to tip uh, either doubles or, or trebles. Uh, I think this is a lot of people are, are averse to parlays, and I think for our American listeners out there, for those who are rigid in that stance, tennis is the one sport where I, I think they are, they could be applied effectively. You get a lot of matches around the minus 220 mark for American odds, um, where sometimes you're at a juiced four or even a four and a half on the spread, that it's just, you could see it being like a seven, five, uh, you know, six, four match, and you don't want to take the push and you don't want to lose on the hook. Uh, and but you know it's it's a comfortable win. A lot of there's a couple uh, players here that I love their numbers for parlays, and I'm not keen on their spread numbers just because they're so big. And I think I'd advise a round robin. I hate doing that, but I think either um, players like Martic, Andreescu, Anisimova, uh, and we talked about this earlier. I can't can't remember off the top of my head. Martic, Andreescu, Vondras, uh, not and Vondrasova was the other one, and Anisimova. You have those four, um, and even Jeannie Bouchard, I think Flipkins on a slower court against a, a much improved Jeannie, uh, there might be some value there. Uh, those five players, if you want to parlay them around robbing them, I would have no problem uh, uh, with that. Yeah, I like that. I, I think this is going to be a good spot to do some parlays. You know, try not to put too many people in there, guys. I think any time right. you get more than three legs, you're you're really tempting fate. Um, so be careful, but I think that is a good strategy here in the first round. So... I've got nothing else, guys, and unless you've got anything to add, I'm just going to wish our, our listeners a, a very fun week. Um, you know, like Jorge said, this tournament runs kind of over the course of two weeks. Maybe we'll do a, a quick check-in or something early next week, depending on how things are going. But uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to reach out and follow all of us on Twitter. You know, Vinny, thanks as always for coming on. I'm sure we'll have you back again sometime this year, but you can find Vinny at Matter Tips Tennis. Jorge at Jorge TWTS Tennis and Spread Astaire at Spread Astaire and myself Noops at underscore Noops. We'll be posting stuff throughout the week um, and maybe I'll even pressure Vinny and, and Jorge to give out a free pick or two um, throughout the week just for being nice. But thanks everybody for listening and have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers.